Okay, so we've been listening to Deborah Tavares in the conditions in California with the fires and also the homeless and the mass exodus out of California. And a lot of people can't even afford to leave, so they're homeless on the streets. I will, I will wrap it up um, because my videos really speak for themselves on the nature of what we all face. And I really would like to empower people through difficult information. There are workarounds. There are things that people can do if they so choose. And at least by knowing, you can make some decisions now. Because, again, as I was saying, we are seeing supply lines being cut. And the grid is going to be the most devastating crisis that our country ever faced, ever faced. And in fact, a few years ago, I read the fiction book called One Second After. And it was a portrayal of what it would be like if there was an EMP. Uh, that's an electromagnetic pulse, a high explosion in the upper atmosphere or even a low explosion. And that is uh, one of the possibilities of grid disruption. Uh, and that most definitely can be created by one's own government. And um, in fact, recently, um, uh, in looking at all this grid information, uh, it's important to realize how populations will be forcibly relocated. Again, as I was saying, if you don't have uh, electricity or water or, um, or power, well, which is electricity or gas, your home is being red tagged by the health department and you will be forced to relocate to a location where there's uh, potable water. And uh, that is one way in which land theft will uh, continue. Uh, not only with the destruction of homes as we're seeing right now with the fires, but uh, also with power outages, long-term power outages. What they're saying is that they do not want to continue uh, servicing homes that are in the country, that, that it would cost too much money to um, harden up the pole and wire infrastructure of the current way in which electricity is being uh, trans transported through the lines. What is now occurring, and you're going to hear this more frequently, are um, microgrids. And that is interesting and horrifying because you will need to potentially relocate into an area of, uh, of combined uh, solar, wind, geothermal, and tidal energy being created, which uh, would be only in certain areas will you be able to connect to that. If you're in a mega city right now, you can't put in a solar system necessarily, as people can that are out in the um, open land, which they're trying to deprive people of living on. You're going to be confined within these microgrids just to receive minimal allotments for usage. And um, the microgrids are all based on renewables only, which are not reliable because the weather is controlled. And Carrie, I will tell you, at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, such as January, February, 
I was attending meetings before they shut down, and now they're all um, online meetings. And I left some of the meetings uh, here in Northern California that Sonoma Clean Power had. And literally, there are no members of the public that go to these meetings. Um, and I seem to be the lone one. And I heard things being discussed amongst elected officials, such as um, County Board of Supervisors and mayors of local cities, that caused me to have such trauma. I could not believe that they would suggest that people in their their constituents who live in the in the outlying areas just shouldn't be there because they're unsustainable and they're creating too much greenhouse gas emissions and they should be uh, confined into areas of uh, livability that is outlined in the climate action plans. So I'm going to conclude, Terry, by the emergency of the black sky warning and then just say this. Uh, people need to look this up for yourselves. Um, do some of your own investigation so that you can understand what you hear uh, this discussion uh, plan. City of Santa Rosa, California, which was adopted in June of 2012. Now, all of you have climate action plans, or they'll call them energy action plans, but they've all been adopted in all of your cities. And this is bringing in your inability to live um, in the country. It's eliminating farms and food supplies and moving people uh, into confined areas where cars will not be allowed. So I'm just going to read a couple of things in this document to uh, hopefully uh, pique the curiosity that you may have to look at the document in your city. Again, on your search bar, just type in the name of your city, such as Burbank, California, Climate Action Plan, and you, and you can put PDF and then actually find the entire adopted plan. They're generally uh, over 100 pages, sometimes more. And uh, here is the acknowledgement at the very front of the Santa Rosa, City of Santa Rosa Climate Action Plan. It's uh, the U.S. Department of Energy. Again, as I was saying, that's a corporation doing business for our controllers. So here's what it says. This climate action plan was re re pre prepared as an account of work sponsored by the agency of the United States government. Neither the United States government nor any agency thereof nor any of their employees makes any warranty, expressed or implied, or assumes any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy and usefulness of this information. So immediately they're eliminating all of their liability and they're showing uh, in your climate action plans, the names of the people that are your neighbor. They have a sustainable and climate change planners and names of people that live in your city. Sustainable and climate planners, uh, etc. They have listed in this plan that I'm looking at right now, they have the community development staff and they name their names. So the community development staff, we're talking about those that write new code and plan for shifts in your, the way in which you live, the kinds of homes you can build, the inability to build your homes because of all of the required implementation of all of the um, green 
Uh, and I mean that not necessarily as a bad thing. Uh, in, increased installation, insulation, new windows, but but we're finding now in many areas you cannot close escrow on the sale of your home unless you meet those current energy requirements. So let's look at who else is in, in signing on to these plans in your city. I have the city council, and it's the mayor and all the names of the city council members at the time, as well as the planning commission. And they're all named. The stakeholders and working groups are all named. Now, as I flip open this plan, I find many things that are horrifying to me. Uh, again, um, because I've read so many, uh, literally thousands of these things over the years, um, I, I can just flip open a page and I'll read you an example. This is goal number seven in this plan, and it's for the city, and to continue to develop uh, diverse water supply portfolios, including water conservation and recycled water, in order to enhance the, uh, the supply reliability. Anytime you see recycled water, you have to think toilet to tap, because that's what the majority of the conversation is about. They talk about the requirement to develop new zones anticipated to receive future recycled water to meet on-site meter, meter separation requirements to allow for use of recycled water. And we know that there was a, an executive order to um, build more wastewater treatments, very expensive, very high polluting, to continue the um, misinformation that water is a, um, a resource that is greatly limited. It's not. Water is a renewable. Again, go to primarywater.org uh, and listen to the uh, YouTube that we have up, Primary Water Explained. I will tell you that interview with Primary Water Explained, Paul Power, the Hungarian water wizard, uh, he lost his home two weeks in the Oregon fires, but he is determined to help people find and locate water. So I would recommend those of you that are serious and have the capability of looking to get to primary water on your country properties that you can uh, get a hold of the Primary Water Institute that can help you with drilling by going to primarywaterinstitute.org. I run the website primarywater.org. You can also link to their institute from my website as well. So these plans require reduction and elimination and monitoring of everything. They also talk in the reductions of greenhouse gas emissions by year. Had we all been looking at these plans, we would not have been surprised to find that the year 2035 was the elimination of, of um, petroleum-based um, uh, cars in California. This is everywhere. Somehow or another, people have this interesting illusion that it's just California and that people can move elsewhere. You just need to look at the climate action plans in the city or location that you wish to live and select what you want as a uh, weather disaster. And many areas are very uh, heavy with um, uh, born air 
uh, airborne diseases and illnesses and spreading of various types of bugs and insects. And you can start looking at this. And I certainly okay, would recommend um, that you do. Thank you, me. Here. Yes. Thank uh, you. Well, Deborah, there's one person in the chat that was asking a question with regard to primary water that perhaps you can answer. And they're certainly. asking about what about fracking and saying that that is interfering with uh, access to primary water. Um, well, we've actually talked to the Primary Water Institute about that. Fracking interferes with the upper levels of the aquifers, which are um, just the collection of rain and snow melt predominantly, which is why many people are hearing that their wells have run dry. Well drillers do not know or drill for primary water, which you have to get into rock to get to primary water, and you do not gravel pack and sleeve primary water wells after you get through the alluvial soil, which would be the loose soil that the original drill starts to go into, and then you get into the rock. So um, we're understanding that because primary water is the result of hydrogen and oxygen coming together and then surfacing, that the fracking, um, perhaps, we're hoping, but we can't do anything about that because uh, millions of millions of acres in the United States is now uh, being set to be fracked. But we know that the the toxins in the fracking and the high use of water to frack is absolutely poisoning the aquifers on the upper level. So for those that can get to primary water, uh, we're it's very possible that it's the cleanest water we know, the cleanest way in which you will acquire water on the entire planet. It's primary water. So I hope I've answered that. We're, we're destroying everything. Fracking is just another level of the destruction. So again, go to um, primarywater.org and Primary Water Institute and look at the explanation, primary water explained, because you will see the different depths of drilling in a chart that we're discussing, and that might help answer your fracking question a little bit better. Well, thank you for that, and uh, thank you for coming on the show today, Deborah. And I guess we won't keep you any longer. Uh, it's it's very valuable for people to hear all of this information, and then it's up to you what you want to do about it. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I think that, um, sadly, with all that we see occurring, there seems to be uh, a hastening of the devastation that we're all facing. And... I, I would recommend that people get prepared in ways uh, to this moment they may not have considered. And again, have that outage in your home and then make a list of the things you need. Start sharing your supply list so that you can help your neighbors become uh, more independent so that your pantry isn't the one being raided by hungry people that did not prepare. And work, try to um, gather as many people as you can near you to um, help encourage and help with, uh, it is very rare to have a well-organized um, community, uh, at least that's been our uh, sad 
discovery to this moment because so many people understand so many things and don't understand so many things. So we're seeing a lot of increased uh, willful ignorance, even with regards to these fires, Carrie, that are burning right now. So I would ask that everybody go to StopTheCrime.net. Please uh, subscribe, click the bell notification so that you'll get our YouTube videos. And just um, take care of yourself and take one day at a time in this world that is escalating beyond our wildest of dreams and uh, love the ones you love the most even more. Again, thank you again for coming on the show. Take care. Okay, so that's all. Um, Deborah um, has a lot of information and um, she likes to share it and some of it is um, things that you need to think about. I think she's frustrated. She hasn't been on for a while. I think because she has a tendency to overwhelm you with information. But thank you for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.